Yo, it's Tuesday already. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about Battles of the Billions, a summary of charges, and would you prefer a barista or a button press? I guess it depends on where you are for me. It depends on where I am, whether I want a barista or a button press. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, because like yeah. the, the term barista is a very loosely used term these days. It's loose. That means loose. somebody standing behind a counter at a coffee place. That's what it means. Right. When in but reality. If but if it's a really, really good coffee place. Yeah. Barista. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Save that. It's kind of like the word influencer. It's <laughs> <laughs> wildly different meaning. They're actually the same person, too. <laughs> That's that's actually it's the same. They got influencer at night, barista in the morning, you know, right? If you have like, barista and influencer, one of those ain't going so well. <laughs> how are we gonna start this way? Welcome, welcome to Tuesday, folks. Like, this is how this is how the day starts. Um, hey, we're super excited because we just announced um, or released our movie poster or TV show poster for More Than Cars. Yeah. The TV style series that we are, we've already filmed the pilot. We're putting it together right now and we're premiering it next week. A week from today, we are premiering More Than Cars episode one, the pilot episode in Tampa, Florida. At the end of the day, a digital dealer there. If you're going to digital dealer, you have to go to this party. You have to go. We rented out the whole Tampa theater. We're going to screen the show. We're having the concessions open, included in ticket price. So if you ever wanted like to go into the the theater and get popcorn and stuff for free, this is your chance. Tell them what you want and don't have to pay. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. And so we did the family reunion last two years at Digital Dealer. This year we're putting the party on. We got the red carpet and the step and repeats. We got the concessions. We got the screening. We're going to have some live Q and A. We're going to have lots of people there and. We're collabing with Digital Dealer, which is so much fun. We have so many good friends there. And uh, they were cool enough to say, hey, if um, they're, they're going to make sure all their dealers that go to Digital Dealer have a ticket to go to the Tampa premiere. So um, get your tickets now. This It is potentially going to sell out. We do have limited space. There will be more people at Digital Dealer than we can fit in the theater. So do with that what you will. Go to a So2X dot com and get your tickets now uh people are picking up tickets dealers and industry partners but you know it's a thing we're gonna have some fun all right all right all right all right what are we doing what are we doing here anything else we need to talk about before we get into the news it feels like so many things and not enough there's a lot of things there's stuff there's things stuff. we're gonna be at reuters next month oh yeah it's gonna that. be great there's you want to check that out no it's gonna we're looking at the panel so kyle you and talked I, to david kane last week and we threw that up on the old podcasting. We did. Right? We did. Got oh. a little in the dirt. If yeah. you want to hang out with David, listen to David Kane and Paul J. Daly. Who doesn't? Out, go to in the dirt. The, on all, the best on part of this day. interview, I have to say, is the way it ended. I like, haven't even listened. Oh, you I'm got, excited. I'm you got to see the today. ending. The I'm ending is, is, I can't, it is as quintessential David Kane as I can even imagine. And when it happened, I was like, that, that, <laughs> that just sums it all up. That sums so you got to get the end of the episode. Don't scrub through it, though. Listen no, to the whole you'll thing. You'll miss you'll the like, context. Um, it's not long. It's only like seven minutes or something, <laughs> if easy. even that. Yeah, uh, so audio version, just search In the Dirt with a Sodu. In the Dirt will probably pull it up on Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. Google Play, all those things. Uh, yeah, you got to check that out because it's a lot of fun. And we also have a lot of those uh, other, a lot of a lot more of those episodes coming because uh, we were on the ground with David Kane and just talked to as many people as we could. That's what we do. There you go. All right, let's talk let's about get a little in. bit of news. A little bit of let's news. Okay, uh, in the battle of, we'll call it the battle of the billions. That's the word we use these days. We just say billions. Millions is out, out of date. 
We're just using billions now. Battle of the Billions, General Motors. That's right. General Motors and Samsung SDI announced plans to invest over $3 billion in the U.S.-based joint venture uh, battery manufacturing plant. But that's not all. Hyundai also announced a $5 billion, so that's two more billion than the other guys, <laughs> to in an EV battery joint venture uh, in Georgia with uh, the company SK On. So GM and Samsung SDI's planned plant will have an annual capacity of, what is that, 30 gigawatt hours it's gigawatts i always want to call it gigawatt hours just because of back to the future Giga. <laughs> so 30 gigawatt hours starting in 2026 the hyundai plant in georgia uh will uh be online second or start in second half of 2025 35 gigawatt hours of capacity so we got a little bit of uh battles of the billions one a little bit larger the news comes as hyundai just re- announced their q1 earnings which literally doubled year over year so Hyundai doesn't seem too concerned. Hyundai about is EV to transition. the moon right now. Absolutely. Kia, yeah. And I love how it's like, oh, I see your $3 billion battery <laughs> plant. I'll raise you two. Got a couple, couple yeah. more in the pocket over <laughs> here. More. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, Hyundai has has um, consistently pressed into U.S. manufacturing, uh, whether that be of vehicles or of their resources uh, for like vehicle components. And, you know, them heading into Georgia, they're in the South already a lot, um, being in like Alabama and and places like that. So uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and look, I think that Hyundai is going to continue to probably grow with announcements like this, um, producing a lot more in the EV and hybrid space because they're constantly trying to push the bubble. On they're going to be like good that. at it, too. That, that Kia, it I got to say that, that Kia EV9. That's supposed to come out like November now is like, uh, I wasn't thinking EV too much. And then my son, Miles, is like, Dad, I know you probably looked at that Kia EV9. I was like, yeah, yeah, it seems pretty awesome. I don't know. I don't know if I can buy the first the first one ever produced that's that size. I could have problems. But if you do the math on these two, uh, so we have $3 billion for 30 gigawatts or $5 billion for 35 gigawatts. Yeah, the three billion dollar investment looks a little more efficient. Seems, right. seems a little bit. But more I'm not efficient. good at math. But I'm not. Who knows? Math. And I don't even know what five gigawatt hours even means. Well, so. speaking of figuring out what five <laughs> gigawatt hours means, Stop. there you Football go. Time. Gonna need to figure that out really soon. Because since we there is a looming, uh, arguably arbitrary governmental set goal, there's no tongue in cheek there to have 50 percent of vehicles be zero emissions by in the year. That's what it feels like when they're making decisions in the White House. They play this song. They just play this song. It's just what it is. Uh, So many experts suggest the need for over half a million public charging stations to be installed nationwide is what we actually need. That's a lot. That's a a couple. That's a couple, two, three. Um, There's a great article. It's like uh, a summary of articles, actually, in Automotive News today uh, that's talking about some of the various initiatives across industries that are working toward that end with different goals and different opportunities. And they include like, number one, obviously we need mass coordination across different industries if this is going to happen. Yep. Like no one industry can take care of this. Um, you know, just talking about infrastructure and equipment and uh, data infrastructure and understanding where to put things. They say yeah. one of the biggest challenges will be in filling the gaps between major metros. Obviously, the more concentrated things are, you're gonna have a culmination of chargers, which makes it easier, but there are a lot of gaps. Yeah. I mean, I mean, getting around Nashville, 
with an electric vehicle is pretty easy, right? Like yep. we've got a charging, especially because Nissan has been here and been putting up chargers. Tesla's had a big foothold. So like getting around here, not a problem, right? right? But it's once you get out of the major metros, that's definitely tough. And, um, you know, that like the, the idea here and the, and the, the conversation is like, all right, we've got multiple spaces where we can put these, right? Uh, OEMs like GM partnering with the dealers is saying, hey, look, that's going to be a part of the charging network. Retailers, Starbucks, 7-Eleven, Walmart, Tar Tonic, Son Target, Sonic Drive-In, Taco Bell, all the ones that we've been covering for the last six months, all adding charger networks, right? There's retail shops like Kohl's has been an early adopter. You've got other retail retail establishments. Um, and, then, and then I think the private sector of, um, or the public sector of, uh, sorry, private sector of like um, all of the uh, oil companies, right? Are, we've seen a few of those. Surprised I like, haven't hey. seen more of those, actually. I know it is kind of surprising, but um, I, I look. I understand, like the 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 ingress and egress, the layout of that not type built of environment. It's not built for that. No. Yeah. Wawa's done a good job. Wawa, when they've put up stores, actually has put they've kind of put the chargers off to around the back or around the side in the parking lot, and they've already had good. I don't even know what Wawa is. What? Because you've never lived, my friend. Wawa <laughs> is the best. I mean, I did see a Bucky's and some. You haven't seen, you haven't been to Bucky's. That's if you a say different it's thing. That that is not that is not a thing. Like Bucky's <laughs> is its own league. It's like saying. I like, tell you what, though, new Bucky's are going up. They ain't got a single electric thing out there. They're not a charger in sight. Because <laughs> there's they not an EV in sight where they are. <laughs> literally, like a hundred right. places to put we gas gotta in We got to educate Kyle on what a Wawa is. So the next time we're in like, oh, actually, they're coming to Nashville. They're coming no. to Nashville. Oh, yeah. I just, All right, I just, we're going to have to do a video Jason Monahan called me super excited because they're planning 40 stores in the Nashville area. So you're going to know, you're about to know what Wawa is. We'll what? circle back on this conversation in nine months from we'll now. We'll come back maybe to a this. year. Um, but watch, some other things, some other coordinations, like uh, large malls, like the Simon Properties Group has all the big outlet malls. And they're saying this is a huge win for retailers because like, why wouldn't you want it to be convenient for shoppers to come spend 30 minutes, an hour, two hours at your place. Right. But the path yep. to profitability for the actual charging company is unclear. Like how much can you really make based on the initial investment? These things are still really expensive. Um, other things like battery swapping, uh, or mobile charging are starting. You're starting to see these startups spin up where they show up and yep. they plug into some. I wonder how much that vehicle weighs. That's just a battery on wheels. You know, I bet that's like thing. twenty thousand pounds. Like <laughs> that is um, Run that over some potholes. Yeah. <laughs> going to ruin things uh but as you know te tesla has just opened up their charging <laughs> this is one of those tuesdays oh, where we're just getting day. in trouble dude Paul. this feels like a friday <laughs> it feels like a friday where we're just willing to like not be in business Sideways. on monday because we're just saying what we want um so tes tesla's obviously been uh building a charging network for a decade they have tons of data tons of infrastructure and they're starting to open up the charging networks to uh, vehicles that are not teslas which i can just see how this can you imagine if Apple started allowing people with a, a Samsung or a Google phone to come in the store, that's exactly right. what it's going to be like when someone pulls their Chevy Bolt or their Rivian R RS1 into the Tesla port and the, and the Tesla driver drives up and be like, what? what? It's so interesting because you think about this, like because the car has become more of a technology piece, mm -hmm. it's much more close. It's closer to a phone. So like, Charging ports and charging networks are associated with the technology. The difference is like historically, 
there's been a universal input for gas or diesel. That's your two options, right? right? It's just a universal That's way right. to go in. And we haven't got like a universal way to charge, which is a whole nother conversation that we haven't even touched. Get cars, car, yeah. That is, that's a great point. It's like lightning connector, USB-C. I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of... Uh, I feel like we need some coffee. I feel like, <laughs> speaking of coffee, I, I think we've had enough. Stop. Segway. I, I don't know we've had enough coffee. coffee or not enough coffee. I think it's, I it's, think it's, it's very it's, clear. Right. It's way too early to not have enough coffee and have this much energy. Right. It really is. It really <laughs> hey, is. The, uh, an industry-leading grocery chain, Wegmans, if you're in the South, you have no clue what that is as well. Um, <laughs> no, this is not. Wegmans, Wawa, everything else that starts with a W, apparently. <laughs> it's testing out replacement of live baristas at its in-store Buzz coffee bars uh, with state-of-the-art self-service coffee machines. The company cites a significant decrease in coffee-run traffic since the uptick of work from home. Uh, the company stated, coffee brewing technology has come a long way and our new self-serve coffee machines use the same high-quality coffee beans and offer similar menu of lattes, cappuccinos, brewed coffee drinks. As always, we'll monitor the success of this new program and continue to evaluate the future of our coffee shops as okay. we move forward. Okay, okay. And well let me tell you, I, I, I read through the comment section, so as I. did you. There's some opinions. There's some strong People opinions. Feel Probably stronger than what we're going to have this morning. Well, let me tell you. Well, since you don't know Wegmans, is let me tell you a little bit. Wegmans okay, has won it. the best place to work, like, nationally on, like, the Forbes list. Right? So Wegmans wow. is historically okay. an amazing employer. Family-owned grocery chain started in Rochester, New York, which is right down the road here from where I am in Syracuse. So I've been to the headquarters, and they got all kinds of cool stuff. Wegmans also, get this. They build their new stores with cash. They don't have any debt. It's unbelievable. What? Every brick, every blade of grass, they expand and they use it as an expansion check saying like borrowing to expand would not allow us to scale our culture fast enough. And so they were like, cash is actually the limiting factor, but, but they're just crushing it. So they have been That's very nice. employee focused, very culture So for them focused. to be like, oh, pull employees out of there. Yep. Now I get it. I get it though, because like if it's not, I mean, if it's just like a slowdown, yeah. right? And because a barista needs to stay busy, right? That's that's the thing. Like, if you're not constantly having someone in front of you, then then the efficiency of that role is yeah. pretty low, right? Like, you go in a coffee shop that's dead, and the baristas are just kind of like, "Well, the coffee's made. We're waiting on to make the the next espresso and yep. things like that." Yep. That's a whole nother level. So I get like if that's if that's the move, like that person was being inefficient and probably. In, in that mode, left unfulfilled because they weren't active. Yeah, now, and I, I don't know. If well, I'll tell you from the in-person experience at a Wegmans coffee place, they didn't really, in my opinion, they didn't do it right. It's the, the branding mm. and the name of it's called Buzz. It just, it doesn't feel like you're in a coffee shop. It feels like there's a produce employee making you coffee behind the bar, right? Like ah, the uniform's the same. There's like no vibe. There's no real vibe to it. So I don't think it's, I think it's a good move for them because most people don't really want to sit around and have a couple of you go in the grocery store, you're there for a thing. So I think I've had some decent coffee come out of those machines, you know, the nice ones. Yeah. So 
I don't know. Uh, I think the, the bottom line is like, what does the customer want? And they're saying the data shows that people don't want to hang around and drink coffee. So we want to give them a great cup of coffee. It'll be faster than a barista. And I think tying this back all the way back down, re-examining what we're doing in the showrooms, in our waiting areas, in the service lane, what is actually adding value and what is not adding value is always right. up for debate. I think it's always up for debate. Yep. Especially in this yep, time exactly. when, when the transition um, is kind of like shifting back to a somewhat level of normal with inventory and things like that. It's like you need to bring the customers the value they want, the experience, right? Yep. Like what is that visceral thing that yep, they're what getting is the when customer they come to the store? Want? Like what part of the experience is most valuable to them or heightens the experience and makes them feel the most cared for and respected when they're in the showroom or, or at home or wherever? And like rip out the things that don't make sense and, and inject more life into the things that make sense. Well, there you go. We're going to end on that. Uh, we're hoping that we've injected a little life into your day, into this industry, so you can get out there and go do the same for all the people you're going to come in contact with. We'll see you tomorrow.